Welcome to the like Destiny Podcast. But um, I get to lay the biblical foundations for the whole prophetic thing. And just to, if you have any, again, if you have any objections, any questions, please, please, please raise your hand. But first of all, The prophetic is really nothing else but revealing the heart of the Father to the world around you. Okay? It's not about knowing the future. And it's not about um, knowing the lottery numbers. All that is great. And I love when Sean Boltz was here, you know, just like knowing somebody's birthday, their names, anything. just blows my mind. Amazing. These are words of knowledge. And this is, this is great. It opens. It's like a door that where people opening their hearts like, I am willing to listen to you. But prophecy is, Revelations 19.10 says, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It's that thing when we prophesy, it is me introducing you to my dad. And that's why no medium can do that. No fortune teller can do that. I, I met some, and, and some of them are quite accurate as well. Like, you know, demons, they can prophesy. Well, they can t- foretell the future. No problem. Do you remember the girl that was in, in Acts, <clears throat> Paul and Barnabas were there, and, and there was this little slave girl that um, had, well, lots of demons in her, and she was prophesying over people, you know, all that. And she was yelling at Paul. These are Paul and Barnabas for three days. These are the servants of the of the Most High. Listen to them. She's telling everybody. Uh, it's great, you know. Even now, the demons endorse you. It's like, yeah, bring it on. I mean, this is what happened to Jesus all the time. Jesus comes, the demons just start screaming, "Son of the Most High, what are you doing here already?" Kind of thing. And he's like, sh- 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 "Shut up!" You know, it's like I don't want anybody to know i love this jesus didn't try to have a following isn't that weird he didn't try he was the worst marketing person ever and yet wherever he went is always sold out i uh, amazing amazing what jesus does but but it is not about pointing out the obvious it is it is this thing of this is why jesus came because we forgot who our father was and this is what the prophetic does to this day is reminding us introducing us to our dad and and uh you know in the past don't know what kind of experiences you guys had with the prophetic but some of us had good experiences some of us had bad experiences i mean i mean i've been pulled out it's like this is your sin and this is what you know this oh first of all in that moment i was like i think this is wrong god because don't remember doing that. I'm being accused of publicly right now. But um, but even if you don't need to be prophetic in order to tell people what they've done wrong, that may be impressive and that may make you look really good. But actually, it doesn't offer Jesus, does it? It doesn't offer the solution. So it's actually the. I know you're in the middle of a mess right now, but let me remind you who you really are. This is what the prophetic is. I'm, I'm letting you know that the Father sees you in your worst state. And this is the, the way out. There's just always hope. There's always light. That's, that's what the prophetic is. 
Um, there's an amazing story in Numbers 11. And um, I'm, I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it. Moses um, went out with the 72 elders, or 70 actually. Um, and God's like, Moses, call out the guys. I'm going to meet with them in the tent of meeting. I said, oh, perfect. They all come out. And uh, the spirit, it says that God took some of what was on Moses' spirit and put it on these guys. And what happened? Instantly, they all prophesied. Don't know what they did because it was like a meeting, just a meeting of 70 people. Well, 72 with Moses and Joshua there. Um, and then they all prophesied. I don't know what they were prophesying about or to each other or something. But they were all prophesying. Oh, I've got a revelation. I've got a revelation. I've got a revelation. It's just like prophesying away. Yeah. And the news comes. Joshua's like, hey, there's two guys in the, in the camp. They somehow didn't get the memo that we're supposed to meet out there. They missed the meeting. Yeah. What happened though? They started prophesying as well. Because God put some of the spirit of Moses on the elders, wherever they were. Can you imagine these guys? They, they're called Eldad and Medad. <laughs> the two duds. They, and uh, la, 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 la. he's just like in the middle of the camp, you know, la, 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 la. boom. This is what the Lord said. Like, they don't know what's happening to them. But all of a sudden, the spirit of the Lord is upon them. And they're prophesying. And that seems to be like a thing that is happening throughout Scripture. Spirit of the Lord, bam, comes upon you. You're being transformed and you're prophesying. Spirit of the Lord comes upon Saul. Bam, he prophesies. Spirit of the Lord comes upon anybody. Bam, they prophesy. Spirit of the Lord comes, baptizes people. Bam, they speak in tongues. It's just like, it's this thing of, I'm, I'm encountering a supernatural reality and I can't help but let it bubble forth. That's, so just, just so you guys know, the prophetic is for all of us. And there's one aspect to it that is completely out of your control. Yeah? It is the sovereign aspect of God just doing whatever he wants to do. And you've seen it sometimes in meetings when we all get together. And, uh, and sometimes there is just like a, a, a prophetic spirit that just like just happening on the masses. And all of a sudden there's just words flowing like unlike what life looks like normally. But then there's an aspect to it that is very much in our control. And I think that's even more than the one out of our control. Um, and that's our inheritance. That's the gifting that he's placed inside of us. That's the promise that in Acts 2, it's out of Joel, where Peter quotes Joel and says, guys, this is the fulfillment of what Joel was talking about, that he's going to pour out of his spirit upon all flesh, upon all flesh. And people will prophesy. They will dream dreams. They will just, you know, this is, this is going to be something that, that you'll, you'll enter in because Holy Spirit has now taken up residence inside of you. And he has. Okay? Um, the prophetic is, is not just a Mm. I'm going to tell you how much God loves you. That's, that's always going to be part of it. And we're going to go through this week and really judge the prophetic according to who he is. 
Because the prophetic, it needs to taste, smell, sound like Jesus. If it doesn't, chuck it. You know, it's, it's really not there. But the biblical foundation for why we prophesy is to give direction as well. Proverbs says, without a vision, the people perish, you know, or the people cast off restraint. If you don't have that prophetic thing, this is where we're going, guys. This is what kept Moses, what Joshua, Caleb in the desert. Forty years of wandering in circles over and over and over and over again. And then there was a prophetic word. It's like, this is your inheritance. This is where you're going to go. And it just, you know, it keeps you on that. Just this is where I'm going. The prophetic words of your life, cherish them. They are, uh, I, wanna, I don't want to be as extreme as calling them your lifeline, but they're very close to that, yeah? They, they are your north star. This is what Jesus has promised, prophesied over me. Um, the prophetic under the old covenant, and we're going to talk about this later in the week, is very different than the prophetic under the new covenant. Okay, so so don't get all things messed up right now. It's like, ah, but there was only one prophet. And what about the New Testament prophets? We're going to talk about all of this, the different offices. A, what is, is there a difference between the gifts of prophecy and the office of a prophet? Is there a difference between the Old Testament prophet and the New Testament prophet? All of that stuff. Um, but there is. And... Uh, and, and the reason why we get to prophesy as believers, again, it's because of grace. It's because he has given us this gift. So there's actually no room for pride in there. There really isn't. Um, all of us have, give, have been given. We've been born again with ears. Full stop. We've been born again with eyes to see. And uh, some of us, have maybe just exercised them a little bit more or less. That's, that, is, that is us, and that's what we're going to do this week. But every believer has that. And it's, it's this privilege of every believer to represent Jesus to the world around you. Now, that is happening just by you living life. Every now and then that happens with, you know what? I just have this thing from God right now I just want to share with you. Perfect. But just dig into those things. But still hold them in a place where it's all because of him. Um, as soon as you think it's about you, how can I put this? You're taken away from what the prophetic really is. You may still have a great wow factor. You know, Las, I mean, Las Vegas pays for the wow factor, but it doesn't make anything prophetic. It's, it's more just that it, it's always going to be about him. Um, and I'm not talking about like, oh, I'm not worth it. Or I'm, I'm a little worm or something. Woe is me. It's just more that it's a privilege to speak on my dad's behalf. It just is. Ha. Again, John 10, 27, where Jesus says, my sheep, they hear my voice. It's just that thing of every Christian. And I don't know why we don't do it more. Um, we're still really timid and thinking, ah, but what if I get it wrong? And what if it's not quite accurate? And what if, I, all the what ifs. <clears throat> Going to address some of them this week as well as we practice. Um, 
But I do, I do want to encourage you guys that you will make some mistakes. And there's really room for that. First of all, there's a difference between, like I said, between the old covenant and the new covenant prophecy. Um, under the old covenant, don't make a mistake because it'll cost your life. Yeah, the stones are right there and people feel very free to throw them at you. Um, under, the old, under the old covenant as well, there was just this, the people didn't have access to God. It was always the very select few. But now we have this incredible, just, oh, I mean, he lives in me. He lives in me. Yeah, back to the Lion King. Um, but we get, to, we get to give that away, and we get to practice, and we get to make mistakes, and we get to grow in all of this, and we get to steward the prophetic and see how comfortable we become in walking in that gift. Ha! <sighs> and again, back to Revelations 19.10, the goal is to reveal Jesus. It always is. It's going to point back to him. Should never point to me. And but I, I don't want you guys to be spiritually weird where people you know, after after a good sermon or after a good worship session or after a good prophetic word, people are like, Oh, Rachel, that was amazing. If you say, Oh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't really me, it was Jesus. Don't don't do that. Just just say, Oh, thank you very much. This this whole weird thing of oh, I wasn't me, it was Jesus. It's course it was jesus i mean really do you have to point that one out but but just that that i think i don't know why we we get weird but just say thank you when somebody gives you a compliment okay just say thank you and then when you're in your in your quiet time with jesus then you can come to him and say look what they've given me what really belongs to you, here is all the honor. Here is all the glory. It's always been you, Jesus. But we're so, we're so twisted and taken. We're, we're afraid of taking away from God's glory. Yeah? As if that's possible somehow. <laughs> but but it's, it's this, oh, because he said, I'll share my glory with no one. He said that. But he was talking about other gods. He wasn't talking about his children. And if we don't know how to receive honor and glory, do you know in, in Revelation, the 24 elders, they have crowns on their head that throw them at, the, at, at his feet? If you don't know how to receive glory and honor from other people, you'll have nothing to throw at his feet. What, 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 what is it that you will throw at his feet if you're constantly saying, oh, no, don't use me, don't use me. I don't want anything to do with it. No. It's that you give a good word and people say, oh, thank you. You give a good sermon, you give a good hug. People are like, that was, oh, that was so good. Thank you. Like, oh, you're welcome. Yeah. And then you take that to Jesus. Like, thank you, Jesus, that I had the privilege of stepping into your shoes today. When I met with that person and they got to encounter you. But he, this is what they gave to me. It really belongs to you. Thank you very much. I just, that, just do that. Yeah. Don't be weird about it. Great. Um, and 
here Paul says, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. And we're going to go through 1 Corinthians 14 in very, very, very detail. Um, but I would rather have you prophesy. And he goes on like, why? Because everything is for the edification, the exhortation, and the comfort, the edification of the church. It, everything, that's, that's what the prophetic is all about. It's the, how can I make your life better? How can I, when you encounter me, you walk away more alive because you've encountered life itself through me. It's Jesus. And, and I can just speak those words. Um, biblical foundation for prophecy is love. Love, 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 love. And a little bit more love. Yeah? It's Paul just goes into this whole thing of 1 Corinthians 13. Love, 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 guys. If I, if I could move mountains, had that much faith. If I just had, you know, the understanding of wisdom. If I could speak in tongues of angels. I had no love. That's, I could even just sacrifice my own body. But without love, just, it, would just, would, it would have no value in eternity at all. And then he goes into this whole thing, love, love, love. That guy's pursue love, pursue love above everything else. So now abide, faith, hope, and love, this three. But the greatest of these is love. And then he says, now pursue love, but earnestly desire spiritual gifts. And it's just like he's never asked us to choose between character and power. He's never has. As Christians, we've done that weird thing because it sounds really good. And I've heard this. I've been in sermons where people told me, if you have to choose between power and character, choose character. Yeah? Amen to that, actually, if I have to choose. But the truth is, I don't have to choose. Please don't ever choose. Take both. (laughs) Seriously. Because character without power makes you a very nice person. But a nice person has never changed anything. Yeah? Power without character makes you really mean and arrogant. And that's not going to represent the heart of the Father at all. You need to have both. That love that lays down its own life for the person in front of you. But the power to display a God that can fix everything. That can take the impossible and turn it on its head. That's who you are. To earnestly, just pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts. They need to walk hand in hand. Amen? That's why we prophesy. We prophesy out of a place of love because that's his heart. But man, when you prophesy, you don't just say nice things. You're actually tearing ah, a hole between two realms. And you create access for this realm to access the promises of the supernatural realm. And you grab that for people that don't seem to have that access. And you just pull this into this reality here and say, can you see this is who you are in the sight of your father? This is who you are. And you drag destiny into the present. You, you drag identity into the present. And you, you drag that future, that hope into their present right now. And all of a sudden, it's like a wormhole that you created. I'm a bit of a geek. I love both Star Trek and Star Wars. But Star Trek, they have lots of wormholes. And that's exactly what you do with the prophetic. You connect in two realms that seem to be utterly disconnected. But you just, with the prophetic, you tear like this, 
this hole in between the fabric of those realms. And you say, you have access to this. Let me tell you about that right here. And it's not just a, I'm painting a picture of this, but when you prophesy, there's power. When God, when God prophesied light into darkness, it wasn't just a, I wish, I wish somebody would, you know, do something. Wouldn't it have been just, he wasn't sitting there in the darkness, Father, Holy Spirit, Jesus, the angels, and they're like, can you see something? No, can you see? No, no. Light, light, light would be a good, really, light would be a really good idea. Just light. Man, light would be a great idea. N that didn't happen. When he said, let there be light, it was a command that carried authority. That, that dynamite power of God that takes of his everything that he can think of and dream of, he's got the power to manifest. That's what it is. That's what the prophetic is. It carries substance. So you speaking, you're actually, you're releasing seeds of destiny into people's hearts. It's not just a, you know what, wouldn't it be nice if one day you would be this and that? No. Like, this is what the Father is saying over, to you, over you. These are, pardon me, these are the seeds. When he said, let there be light, it wasn't just a command. It was the authority and the creative power that came with it to make it happen so when you prophesy over somebody it's not just oh god loves you da, there 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 you know say like, no it is power to transform people to 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 change them absolutely and completely it's love and power ephesians put it puts it different it's Love, it's faith expressing itself through love. It's, it's, that, it's always that combination of power and love. That's what the prophetic is. Yeah? Great. Therefore, be eager to prophesy in turn so everyone may be instructed and encouraged. Everybody can prophesy. Really everybody. Absolutely everybody. Um, you don't even have to be a Christian to prophesy and that's that's really scary i'm not saying that's the norm i believe every but every christian should prophesy i believe that even non-christians can prophesy at times again i'm going to go through some stories king saul is one of the weirdest and funniest stories like i don't know why what god was thinking but he did um here's a here's a demon possessed king that is just wanting to kill the one that God anointed. And he sends soldiers after soldiers. And they all, they all end up prophesying. And he gets really angry. And he says what every great leader says. It doesn't know how to get delegate. If you want to get some things done, you got to do them yourself. So off he goes. Comes into the presence of prophets. Holy Spirit hits him. He prophesies for three days straight, naked. Why? I don't know. I don't know whether God's like, I'm going to. Yeah, it's like. Outrage. But it happened. Yeah. Even a donkey can speak. So this whole thing of, ah, 
you know, I don't know. I've never heard God, blah, blah, blah. It's, don't, don't do that. But don't limit yourself either to, oh, I only give God loves you prophecies. I think I, I really want to, sh- and you don't know where your boundaries are just now. No, boundaries are not the right word. You, your own set limitations, you don't know them until we kind of push past them. You're like, whoa, now this is way too scary. And through this week, you may get even mad at me at times. That's okay. I can handle it. But I'll be pushing you nonetheless. And I'll be, standing, I'll be standing with you, literally, side by side. We're going to step into some things that hopefully you have never stepped into before because that's what we're here for. We want to learn, want to grow. We're going to make some mistakes as well. But knowing that we all, we, we all have this privilege of learning, of exercising this thing. Um, yeah? And then, last but not least, therefore... Be eager to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. Okay, going to talk about speaking in tongues versus giving a word in tongues versus praying in tongues. All of that stuff later on as well because it's 1 Corinthians 14 is great when it comes to that. Um, but just for you guys to understand that, guys, practice, practice, practice. So I'm going to give you already a homework <clears throat> is at any time... You're allowed to grab anybody and say, stick your phone in their faces and say, prophesy over me. Okay? Just, do you have a word for me? And if they say no, it's like, well, I'm going to wait here until you have one. Because <laughs> you'll find that the Father always speaks. He, all, he really does. There's so much in his heart toward us that it'll take us eternity to fully comprehend that. So, you know, our little three, two, five, ten, twenty-minute prophecies, they're barely scratching the surface. And we think, whoa, what a word. And he's like, yeah, but wait until you see my heart. <laughs> so just, you know, practice on each other. Just push each other there as well. While somebody does the dishes, you know, they, they, they don't have anywhere else to go. Put, put a phone in their face and say, I'm going to hold the phone. You keep on doing the dishes. Give me a word. I'm serious. I'm serious. And you may get really offended. Oh, I'm not in the mood right now. Well, I'm grumpy. I'm just, ah, just give me. It's like, nope. And we're going we're gonna to practice that this week. Stepping into the flow, stepping out of it. It's just, it's that thing of either he does speak or he doesn't. But it's, it, it is not dependent on the mood that we're in. Yeah? And that's something that we just need to get over. Full stop. Uh, this is... Um, All right? So just having that laid down a little bit, biblical foundations. Everybody can prophesy. Amen? Yeah? Yeah? It's our inheritance to hear his voice and to give it away. Amen? It is always him. It's always him. It's not about revealing people's sin, their issues. That may be part of the prophetic word that leads to something even greater. But if that's the only thing, you really are missing the point. Jesus never came and just pointed out sin. Yeah? He just, like, that needs changing. But guess what? I've already made provision for that. That's, that's what he does. So, so if, you've, if you've ever experienced anybody that just says, oh, you've done this and you've done that and you've done that, great. But that's not really prophetic because the prophetic is the, and this is the solution. This is how the Father is going to draw you into even greater life and greater victory. That's the hope. That's the prophecy that people need to hear.
Thank you for listening to the I Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.